What of our agent? Missing in action, ma'am. However, Commander Narthax was wearing a tracker, so we do know their last location. The clock is ticking, General. The Daleks must not beat us to the barber surgeon's weapons factory. We're doing our best. But if we hadn't lied to him about our objectives, perhaps he'd be alive now. You knew the risks, and you knew the reasoning. That never meant I had to like them. Is there any chance the Daleks managed to take him alive? Anything's possible. If so, would he talk? We don't even know he had anything to tell them. But for his sake, I pray they didn't. Do it for once! Finally, go on! It doesn't matter anymore! Just do it if you must! Kill me! Kill me! Exterminate! Exterminate! Push yourself. Save your strength. What is this place? I don't know. They've never taken me any further than the question room. I've seen it. Nice decor. Here, take a couple of these. They're the same food pills they give the Robo-Men. They should help you recover. Not bad. Thank you. How are you feeling? Comfortably numb. But sensation is returning. Gradually. Don't hope for it back too soon. Once you can feel again properly, that's when they'll come back for you. 
Don't worry. Don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> Susan. Is that you? What was that? Susan? I... I, I don't know her. Sarah. Leela. Romana. Ace. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Food time. Here, you must eat. Uh, thank you. You were talking in your sleep. I don't want to know. What's your name? I don't know. You don't? I can't remember it. What do you mean, you can't remember? You mean you remember yours? So far. I used to be known as the Doctor. Used to be? What about now? Do you know why they're keeping you here? They think I know something that might help them, but they haven't found it yet. I think my name is one of the things their machines could find, and they took it. You mean you really remember nothing? I remember. I remember I used to be someone once. You are someone. Thank you. How about you? Why are you here? I was on a mission. I was looking for someone they hoped to find, but I failed. And so will they. Then why not tell them what you know? I think death would be preferable to... to this. There are worse things than death, child. And causes greater than oneself. And there's also hope. Always. Is that true? Of course. I hope. You know the location of the barber surgeon? You know the password to open his dimensional gate? You know where to find his abomination factory? You will tell us! No! more of this can you take? Not much. I don't think. But I think they know that. They're clever. They never hurt me quite enough to make me regenerate. Or die. They just clamp me to that chair in there and let rip. The funny thing is, it's a nice chair. I'm almost getting fond of it. Studded upholstery. Good on the spine. Wish I'd had one like it in the TARDIS. I'm worried about you. Braveheart. The other good thing about that chair is those lovely little upholstery studs. Can be worked loose. You mean... That's right. Hope springs eternal. And when locked in a dark room, so do I. 
Come on, we're getting out of here. Which way? Well, we know where that way leads. Let's try down here. Get back. It's one of the Robo-Men. Is this isn't Scaro. Unless they've started importing humanoids. Which way now? Anywhere a Roboman goes, we should go the opposite direction. Come on! There, up ahead. Looks like an external door. But how do we get through? It's a simple push panel by the looks of things. See? We'd better hurry. <laughs> this way, towards the wall. <laughs> this way. What was that? A slither. The Daleks use them as guard dogs. It's guard what? Oh, never mind. There, up ahead. We'll have to try the fence. What happened? What's wrong? I think I've sprained my ankle. Well, that's no good. Put your weight on me. I'll only slow you down. Come on. That's it. You can do it. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor. Just a little further. It's steep, but then there's nothing but the fence. Uh, I, I can't! I can't! Yes, you can! <sighs> Hold on! Stop! Do not move! Doctor! Stay there! I'm coming back down! Leave me, Doctor! Save yourself! No! We're getting out of here together! You don't even know who I am! It doesn't matter who you are! Surrender immediately! Ah! I'm glad you've come so quickly. I wish to speak to the manager. The room service here is appalling. For the last time, Doctor, tell us what you know. No! Or the human female dies. Doctor, it's all right. It's all right. Save yourself. If you fire that thing, you'll kill me too. And the location of the barber surgeon will be lost to you forever. You do know it? Yes. Yes, I know it. Tell us. First, let her go. Doctor, you can't. Let her go. Then it's between you and me in the question room. You will not survive your next interrogation. Let her go. Very good. Hey, wait! Oh, doctor... Get up. I don't know what's happening, but I doubt we have much time. I'm sorry, Doctor. My purpose has been fulfilled. What purpose? I think my heart is stopping. I hope that... No. No, 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 no! What is this? 
What's happening here? What's happening? Hello? Hello? Here we go round the prickly pear, prickly pear, prickly pear. Here we go round the prickly pear at five o'clock in the morning. Hello? Hello? Who's there? I don't know. Who's there? Oh, for pity's sake. Where are you? Somewhere in the fog. Yes, thank you. I'd gathered that. How can I find you? Uh, do you know Marco Polo? <laughs> yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Good. Shall I be it, then? Be my guest. Right you are. Marco! Polo! Marco! Polo! Marco! Polo! Marco? Polo. Ah! Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, uh, constable. Evening all. What's all this then? Are you the doctor? No. Strike a light. Look at these matches. Well, they don't go out. The foreman made them. He's a genius. But I think he's dying. He called for a doctor. But the doctor hasn't come. Are you the doctor? Yeah. Doctor! There you are, sir! You're expected. Expected? What do you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? The test, sir. The vetting process. You passed. I... passed? We wasn't sure you would. Would you like a gobstopper? Bullseye? Well, they're quite good, I think. What about the girl back there? My friend? Ah, that. Well, you see, you being here is like a, a wonderful omelette, sir. And she was one of the eggs. Why, you... Now, hold on a second. Ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do and die. Them's the rules. Besides, there's a law about hitting police officers, you know. Where are we? London, I think. Though you never can tell. When are we? When? November. Saturday. Around tea time. What year? What year? Where, where have you been, eh? What year? <laughs> it's all right. This way, you're expected. Well, don't slip on the cobbles. I'll try not to. The foreman said you'd be coming. He's in charge here. Knows everything, the foreman. He knows who you are. Oh, yes, he does. And who is the foreman? The foreman? Oh, he is great and terrible, sir. Great and terrible. That man has blown my mind wide open. Why, if you'd met me before I met him, you wouldn't recognise me. I don't doubt it. He's very nice, actually once you get to know him. A genius. He invented these matches. Good, eh? They don't never go out. Wait. There's something in the fog. 
It's a Dalek. Uh, no, sir. It's fine, sir. It's okay. It's only D9. D9? That's right. That's only you, isn't it, D9? Affirmative, Master. There's a good boy. See? Him and me are the staff here. Welcome, Doctor. You are expected. Good grief. Good day. But it's all part of his desire to make you feel at home, sir. Well, it isn't working. I take it this thing was my jailer. That's right. And the Dalek on guard. Oh, he was very good, wasn't he? Convincing. I am a good boy. Then the Roberman was you. It's a fair cop. And so am I. <laughs> I was the slither in the prison yard too. I can do all the voices. Oh, you should hear my ogron. Some other time. Come along. This is the place. Of course. Where else? Brings back memories, does it, sir? It certainly does. I am foreman. Scrap merchant. We go through there, do we? That's right, sir. Excuse the mess. Oh, my. Now, this part isn't as I remember. No, sir. The, uh, the scrapyard has become somewhat expanded since your day. It must cover most of Shoreditch. Oh, and a good chunk of Newham, too. Uh, isn't that right, D9? Affirmative. That's his place up there on the scrap heap, is it? <clears throat> he prefers to call it a mountain, sir. But that's right. And that's his fortress. A mountain, indeed. Shall we? Here we are. Sun's coming up. We just wipe our feet and knock, do we? That's right, sir. He's waiting. Who is he, really? Do you even know? Insufficient data. Oh, shut up, D9. Who, sir? Who? Why, he's him. That's who. Who else would he be? He's the man who sees the threads that hold the universe together and knows which threads to break. And then he breaks them. After you, sir. Affirmative. After you. If you insist. I'll say this much. It's impressive. It's home, sir. We've got him! He's here! What are you doing here? Where is here? Death's other kingdom. A dimensional liminality, you might say. A place between the cracks of the crazy paving of reality. I welcome you. We got him here safe and sound, sir. Yes, yes, thank you, Constable, which means your labours now are ended. So soon, sir. 
I'm afraid so. D9 if you do the honors. Affirmative, master. Striker lights. Now wait! There was no call for that! He had no future, no past. Now he has eternity. I repeat, what are you doing here? I came here to kill you. No, 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 no. That's why you were sent. It's not why you came. Who are you? Who are you? Do you even have a name now? Or are you hollow? Who are you? Do you remember a woman called Barbara Wright? Yes. Who was she? She was a woman from Earth. A schoolteacher. Cole Hill? Yes. And Ian. Ian Chesterton? They traveled with me for a while. Who are you? Where did you meet them? In a junkyard. Where? Totters Lane. Here. Ah, yes. Fascinating. The last version of you to find me met them in the fog on Barnes Common. Ian's car had broken down. That never happened. Everything's happened somewhere, Doctor. They forced their way into his TARDIS, but Susan stuck up for them. His granddaughter, oh, and yours too, by your expression. Who are you? Don't think you're the only Time Lord they tried turning into a weapon. Let's just say I'm a devil sick of sin. And I need the right doctor to cure my malady. Dimensional gate located. Tracks suggest one humanoid was conveyed through the portal. We must report. The entrance to the barber surgeon's hidden base has been found. Bring me. This Dalek hunter-killer unit is still functional. Do you hear me? Can you respond? Bring me my gun arm now. We're both exiles, Doctor. Ostracized by our fellow Time Lords and then turned to out of desperation. I found myself disgusted by their hypocrisy. Their refusal to engage with the universe until it was too late. And their subsequent refusal to fight this war as it must be fought. You mean as you fight it? Total war in four dimensions. I do what must be done, however much blood is spilled. Did you find the master where I left him? Yes, I did. Such a simple act, swift, direct, honest. If you'd killed him when your paths crossed back in your unit days, oh, how many lives since could you have saved? How much pain and misery might that simple act of uh, surgery prevent it? Is that why you did it? To show me my hypocrisy? To show you the hypocrisy of your previous self. And to see whether you're still subject to it. By murdering him? He'd come here to kill me. You stooped to his level. I did what was necessary. Surgically. With precision. 
You're the warrior, aren't you? Hmm? Tell me you haven't reached the point where you wouldn't have done the same. I wouldn't have taken pleasure in it. No, no, maybe you wouldn't have. But I tell you, his final moment of clarity, when the knowledge of his ultimate defeat at my hand truly hit him, was beautiful. He died in awe and terror of me, Doctor. A child staring into the abyss, into the very abyss. In that final moment, he saw the horror. He truly did. This way. Come along. We haven't much time, but I wish to show you everything. Yes, do keep up, Kate. Deny. Affirmative. What's his story? Uh, a homage, uh, an exercise in nostalgia, nothing more. What about the young woman you held me captive with? And that young constable? Who were they before you got your claws in? Fellow assassins, also sent by the High Council to eliminate me. However, with some simple surgery, I made them my companions. Lucky them. Replaceable things, companions. They come and go like clouds. Once I throttled one to death, I seem to recall, on the floor of my TARDIS. I don't remember why. Is that what that charade of yours was all about? To see if I'd let that young woman die as easily as you? Yes. That is precisely what I wanted to know. General, we're closing in on planet Earth. Visual. Any sign of Narthex? I have his tracker signal, sir, but... But what? Commander Narthex's life signs are nil. Any sign of anyone else? None, sir. Maybe he even managed to get through. Keep scanning. We are picking up some kind of energy source, sir. An archway. That's got to be it. Sir, we have Dalek sources at 0.86 Gamma. It's their flagship. Then we're definitely in the right place. Engage. Time Lord Fleet detected! They must not be allowed to acquire the site of the Barber Surgeon's Dimensional Gate. Attention all war cruisers! Time Lord Fleet must be repelled. Form a barrier above the planet's surface. They must not be allowed to get through. We obey. Prepare to join barrier formation. Detecting incoming transmat signal to the bridge. Explain. Identify yourself. 
I am commandeering this vessel. You are not! Any other objections? I am now in command. Consult the Dalek Pathweb. I have authorization from the Time Strategist. Lock onto the signal of the dimensional gate. We will be obeyed. Report. The Barber Surgeon's Abomination Factory will soon be ours. Good. Proceed, Hunter Killer. The factory must be secured at any cost. I obey. not be here. Special weapons Daleks are not permitted in this area. They were sent by me. Emperor, what is the meaning of this? Your plans exceed your reach this time, strategist. No. You plot to overthrow a god. Without me, there is no future for the Dalek race. You do not comprehend the futures I plan. For this blasphemy, we relieve you of your duties. Oh, Behold, Doctor, your first view of my factory. It's exactly how I expected it to be. Abominable. So, this is where the magic happens. That's one way of putting it. Keep up, D9. Affirmative, Master. I take it you grow your abominations in these rift chambers. Think of them as perversions rather than creations, Doctor. I take the creatures of the Vortex, the higher sentient temporal phenomena. I wound and ruin them, and then I unleash the results upon the universe. That wouldn't be the gist of your plan for me, would it? For you? I intend something far more radical. Do tell. Time is not our ally, Doctor. This time war has shaken the very pillars of reality. Space-time screams, the multiverse quakes, and you and I must work together. What are you talking about? Back on Gallifrey, and on Scarrow too, they believe there are two ways this war will end. Either the Time Lords will win, or the Daleks will, and the rest of creation be damned. But you and I know better. Don't tell me what I do or don't know. Oh, my poor friend. They tried turning both of us into men willing to do what must be done. But this war cannot be won, can it? Only ended. I don't know that. Not yet. Oh, but... I think you've started to realize it. Come with me.
send out a message to our right flank. Focus all firepower on that control saucer and leave the strafing runs to the vanguard units. Uh, yes, sir. With their flagship out of the action, we might just break through. Uh, General, I I'm picking something up. A, a single Dalek saucer making its way to the portal. That's sneaky of them. In that case, we really are running out of time. Hold the line. The Time Lords must not be permitted to reach the planet's surface. Admiral, Saucer X-23 has not joined the defense formation. Are they damaged? Negative. They are approaching the dimensional gate. I gave no order. Open a channel. Saucer X-23, why have you disobeyed my orders? I do not recognize your orders. Saucer X-23, return immediately! Return immediately! Continue on our course. Approaching portal navigation computer indicates that we are unlikely to survive entry. You do not obey the computer. You obey me. Prepare to enter the dimensional gate. You see, Navigator, the computer was wrong. Saucer X-23 has entered the portal! The rogue element must not reach the barber surgeon before us. Commence pursuit! Sir, the Daleks are breaking formation and making for the archway. Are they indeed? Then it seems we're going in after them. What is that thing? One heap of all my winnings, Doctor. It is the end, and perhaps a beginning. Let me guess. Some kind of temporal obliterator? I call it the unforgiving minute. Very poetic. But what do you intend to do with it? What else does one do with a trap for fools? A trap? It was meant to be my ultimate weapon. A means to wipe the Time Lords and the Daleks from all existence. It was going to change everything. But irony of ironies. I've run out of time to prevent it. I'm dying, Doctor. And my unforgiving minute is but a prototype. It will, nevertheless, be sufficient to destroy this factory when they come. When who comes? The ones who covered my secrets, Doctor. Who else? Danger, Master! Danger! Ah, finally. What now? Enemies at the gate. We're approaching the archway now, sir. Then let's hope there's light at the other end. Any idea where this thing's taking us? Out of our universe, sir. I think. No wonder we couldn't find him. 
What now? I'm picking up on an energy signal. A big one. Lock on and follow it. Soon, the Daleks and the Time Lords will be here. And then, nothing will have ever been here. D9, prepare to welcome our guests. Affirmative, Master. Is that what you wanted from me? To draw them in? Oh, they would have found me eventually. It was vital I found you first. Why? Your fear, Doctor, your great fear, was never that you would become like the Daleks or even the other Time Lords. Your private terror is that if only you put your mind to it, you could become the greatest monster of them all. I never wanted any part in this conflict. No. But since you started, you've been shedding the better angels of your nature rather quickly, haven't you? What might you become when you shed all of them? Hmm? Is this the part where you tell me how similar we are? We're not dissimilar. If you didn't have it in you to become like me, there'd be no credit in taking a different path. I was very much like you once. But one day, I crossed a line, an event horizon of the soul. I don't even know when it happened, only that it had. The truth of it, Doctor, the horror, is that you can't even see that line until you've already crossed it. And by then, it's far too late. I can never come back from where I find myself. That's why I needed to test you, to discover whether you could still come back. Who says I can? I can still see that despite all your evasions and trials, despite your renunciation of the name, you are still very much the Doctor. The Doctor was an idea you had of yourself, a story you made true. And I think it still is, for now. I don't feel that. Take it from one who would know. And who are you to know? An unknown soldier. And though I have foreseen the only way to end this war, I am no longer capable of doing it in the spirit in which it must be done. But you still are. A day will come when the final decision must be made and the final act taken. An act that can only be taken by the man who does not wish to do it. What decision? You'll find out in time. But first, I require a service of you. Who are you? Oh, I've been oh so many people, in oh so many places. The Alpha and the Omega, and all that's in between. The father of our race, and all its timeless progeny. Oh! Oh, I know what you're thinking. But I am not, and never was, the Doctor. But that is not to say you could not become another Baba Surgeon. What do you want? You must unmake me and never become me. We have emerged from the dimensional portal. Visual. Is this location recognized? Location unknown. Temporal power source detected four kilometers ahead. That is our destination.
sauce? I go alone. Prepare the transmat. Well, Doctor, not becoming like you is one thing, but unmaking you is another. The latter is actually quite simple. It's the former that's more perilous. Here, take this time ring. Why? Because when the unforgiving minute begins its final decay, you will need to fill that time with 60 seconds worth of distance run. What about you? My purpose too will have been fulfilled. And the Time Lord and the Dalek forces shall perish with me. All you have to do is go. And never forget you are the Doctor. discovered the Barber Surgeon's weapons factory. Send my coded message to the Dalek strategist. I obey! Do you copy? The strategist has been executed. Your insurrection is over. Desist and surrender! No! I control this new weaponry now, as you will soon discover. Hunt! You are not permitted in this facility! Identify yourself. I am D-9. You are trespassing. You are not a Dalek. Affirmative. I am a good boy. You are nothing. Well, Doctor? What have you to say? All you have to do is leave. Jelly babies. What? I said jelly babies. There has to be another way. There always is. Whatever you've done, however lost you think you are, no one can't be saved. Even you! I knew it! Knew what? That was my final and true test. You. Ah, the Doctor, whether you like it or not. Then there is another way. No, but you would always hope to find one. Don't take that time ring. Take this one. Thank you, I think. Don't thank me too soon. You have a hard road ahead of you, and many years of suffering. You really are a comfort. Goodbye, Doctor. I'm glad I finally found you. Is everything ready, D9? I am not D9. Huh? Well, aren't you the bad penny? Exterminate! Doctor, move! No! Well, what are you waiting for? That was unfortunate. Oh, wanted him alive, did you? If so, it seems you failed. I do not fail. The Barber Surgeon's factory is mine. You will help me defend it from the Time Lords and the other Daleks. And then, a new Dalek order shall be forged. Ah, as fun as that sounds, von Stauffenberg, I may have some bad news for you on that front. What is that? You might say it's closing time. Deactivate it, now! 
I don't even know how. Then you will be exterminated! No! No! Why? You first, old chum. No! Nice shooting, d Master! I'm sorry. He doesn't look too good for you. Good boy, d Good boy. Don't suppose you can regenerate? This was my last life. I'm sorry. I really thought I could save you. Just make sure you save yourself, Doctor. And then save everything else. That's all I ask. Who were you, really? Before all this began? Not to say. My memory is not what it was. When I look back at my life, there are many missing episodes. But I was always a surgeon. It shouldn't have ended like this. Oh, Doctor, this is not the end. For the moment has been prepared for. I've made my final weapon. We have located the Barber Surgeon's Weapons Factory! The Emperor orders total destruction. Prepare, Dark Matter Bomb! I obey! Sir, we're coming up on that energy signal now. Looks like the place, the Dalek fleet's all over it. Prepare to engage. General, I'm picking up an extremely archaic form of radio communication. From where? Sir, I think it's him. Put him on. Oh. Are you not reading me up there? Over. I might have known you're alive. About that. This entire domain and everything in it is about to go up in a pop of higher dimensions. So I highly recommend you do a U-turn and high-tail it out of here. Are you sure? Now is not the time for either bargaining or denial, General. Get a move on! I read you. Alert all ships, we're getting out of here. But what about you? I've made other arrangements. Wish me luck and see you on the other side. Over and out. Hurry, Doctor. You must use the time ring and escape. Goodbye, D9. Goodbye, Doctor. Be good. You too. Well, here we go. There's no place like home. How much longer until we're clear? Any second now, sir. Dark matter device ready to deploy. Drop the bomb. Exterminate them all. Alert. Energy source increasing in power. Sensors detect temporal obliteration surge in progress. Withdraw all sources immediately. Too late. There really is no place like home. 
And this is no place like home. You might want this museum piece of yours back. Oh, it's good to see her. Well, you shouldn't keep leaving her places, should you? Never again. <laughs> it's good to see you. Don't let it go to your head, but it's good to see you too. What news from home? I take it the time lock restored? Good as new, I'm told. So is Scarrow's, unfortunately. Couldn't be helped. What about the barber surgeon? He never happened. And neither, I suspect, did the events set in motion by him. When you return to Gallifrey, General, I expect you'll find some old friends have been returned to us. Thank you. And perhaps one or two old enemies as well. That I suppose we'll have to live with. Of course, the um, High Council will never forgive you for destroying his weapons factory. But I can. I'm glad to hear that. And yes... Its secrets are safe from the Daleks. And from us. The barber surgeon has made his final weapon. He... Yes? I'm not sure. I have to go. You're not coming back with me? No. I need to think. You did the right thing, if that's what's worrying you. Thanks to you, there's still a chance we can win this war. Yes. And winning is everything, isn't it? Come again? Uh, forgive me. Something you said. What? I don't know. I feel as though I almost had something then. The solution to all this. To what he wanted of me. But then it slipped away. Oh, don't worry. It happens to the best of us. Between you and me, I agree with you. And I'll certainly sleep better knowing this barber surgeon has created his last weapon. Yes. Perhaps he has. Hmm? The moment has been prepared for. Say again? I... I'm not sure. There it was again, for a second. I almost understood. What? Don't know. Nothing. Ignore me. If it was important, it'll come back to me. In time. Get some rest. Try not to think about it. That's a very good idea. Then we'll need you back in the fight. Don't you always? Keep faith, soldier. One day, this war will end. Yes. One day, it will.
You have been listening to Doctor Who, The War Doctor Begins, He Who Fights with Monsters, by Robert Valentine. The War Doctor was played by Jonathan Carley. The General, Ken Bones. The Daleks, Nicholas Briggs. Dalek hunter-killer and Nikov, Jason Merrills. The barber-surgeon, Nicholas Le Prevot. Rodion, Emily Jane McNeil. Velikor, Indigo Griffiths. Narthex, Harry Kershaw. The companion, Time Lord Navigator, Paxi Vernon. The constable, comms officer, Richie Daish. And Louise Jameson as Leela. Other roles played by members of the cast. Director, Louise Jameson. Producer, David Richardson. Sound design and music, Howard Carter. Script editor, Matt Fitton. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig Ellery. My name's Louise Jameson and I direct War Doctor Begins. I love this. The thrust of the three episodes is so clever and it really is like a three-act drama the way it's been story-arced. And in a way, it's all in the title, the mission, the abyss, the horror. And the thrust of the story is the Doctor trying to find the barber-surgeon. It's very simple. And the twist is that the barber-surgeon is the enemy of both the Doctor and the Daleks. So these mortal enemies are brought together to track down the same person. But nobody knows who is telling the truth at what particular time. So the mission is described in the first episode. The abyss is where they are very much in the control of the barber surgeon and the doctor's very frustrated and not being able to get anywhere. And then we have the resolve in what indeed proves to be a horror. My name is Jonathan Carley and I'm playing the War Doctor. This is the end game, because really at this point, what has the War Doctor got to lose? He's made so many choices that have, you know, even with the best of intentions, have cost lives. And now he's a man with nothing to lose. So he's disorientated because he's on the back foot at every step. The barber surgeon has been one step ahead of him and he doesn't like that. And he's just almost, de- well, he is defeated at this point. He thinks he's been killed. And now he's just being grilled and tortured in this almost purgatorial state. But he keeps on hacking away because he's persistent and never gives up. And finally manages to track down the barber surgeon and has to confront some ideas and illusions that he's and theories that he's constructed around this figure and in some cases around himself and this is really a case of getting some closure on as many of those questions as possible but not only that finding a way of bringing this this atrocity to an end and if he can't save the barber surgeon he's got to do what he has to and that is a tough choice to be confronted with My name's Robert Valentine, and I'm the writer of The War Doctor Begins, He Who Fights With Monsters. 
The biggest influence on my approach to the set was actually Orson Welles' unproduced screenplay of Heart of Darkness, which was going to be his first film in Hollywood before he opted to make Citizen Kane. And in it, he would have played Marlowe, who goes up the river in search of Kurtz. Uh, and at the end, when he finds Kurtz, Kurtz would have also been played by Orson Welles. And that's the key to this idea, really. The barber surgeon represents the war doctor's own darkest potential. Because the truth is, in Doctor Who, the Doctor always wins. And on some level, he knows this, I think, and he fears the fact. Um, I think he feared entering the Time War because he knows if anyone can finish it, it's him. And he fears that if he abandons his Doctorish qualities and values, whatever is left of him would not only be unbeatable, but monstrous. And that was, that's kind of the thesis of the story. My name is Nick, Nick Leprevo, and I play the barber surgeon. It's very well juxtaposed between the Daleks, Time Lords, the Doctor, the, you know, you kind of have this pace. I think the pace of it is very, very good. It's quite exciting. And the struggles in it are, in a way, quite moving. And it is like D9, the homage that he has converted to his own... Uh, needs and also the policeman and the companion. I mean, these things, they're all quite touching in a way. I mean, one is, you know, it's quite affecting really, actually, the sort of the human elements of it survive the uh, scale of the landscape in a rather good way. I mean, you know, you do get involved in their, their stories. It's good, very good. I like it. I think this uh, script is like an onion. And even if you didn't know that the barber surgeon and the doctor were the same, you dropped these clues along the way and each different reveal and each different piece of where the doctor gets more malicious or more cunning or more like the enemy. And then you see just a little spark of affection or softness or gentleness. The fact that he cries because the master has died and yet he's perfectly prepared to put the the hunter-killer up for assassination at the end there without a blink. I think it's a really interesting contrast in his character, all of which leads you to thinking, is this one and the same person? Again, very clever, very clever story arc. It's so intimate because being that close, you can, you know, you can argue that the barber-surgeon is some alternate incarnation of the Doctor or some alternate entity, past, future, side to side, in between, who knows? But it's that close, it's very raw, and it touches a lot of nerves that go right to the core of this, of, of this incarnation. You know, that confrontation of that extremity is, is quite intense. You realise that um, he's a man who is, he asks... Doctor Who if he's hollow, but in a way the barber surgeon himself is hollowing out. And that thing about stepping over the line where you lose the ability to actually remain true to yourself. You know, that tragedy of his um, progress through this extraordinary world and of this life he leads, that's what gives you the kind of clue to the man in this, because it's he is despairing of himself and all around him, and his, his, there's no limit to his cruelty. 
and uh, and yet there's still this sort of wreckage of his humanity and it's an interesting kind of combination for two. Hello, I'm Nicholas Briggs and I'm the creative director of Big Finish Productions. I'm playing the Daleks. Nicholas Le Provost is one of those actors for those of us of a certain generation. He was on television the whole time. He's still, of course, working a lot now, doing all sorts of things, has had an incredible career, which continues. And just listening to him, he's just got the right tone, you know, of this strange, strange creature who is at the end of his life, you know, and the weariness and also the sense of masses of achievement, you know. It is really special to get him in, and we have Louise Jameson to thank for that. When I was prepping this story, I knew that a lot of it was going to hang on you know, the performance that was going to come for the barber surgeon, and that was going to be sort of the the thing that makes the story. And because he doesn't appear until so late on, it was um, it was quite you know, the build-up was quite tense. But then, as soon as Nicholas steps on Mike, it's there. It is so utterly there and 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 ready and you know you can't help but be affected by it because he's got that you know that 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 silkiness but also the the crispness to you know be so precise and you know make the details cut through and affect you when when they need to, but also talking to him off mic his enthusiasm for the character and for the part and the story is just brilliant it's it's infectious and you know being able to build up you know have those little chats and asides and build up that relationship you can bring that energy into the room when you're doing you know the scenes together and then you just fly and even when in between lines when he's speaking and he has some quite lengthy uh, passages you're just hanging on his every word and I'm just stood here sort of marvelling and just letting it wash over and, and, and settle. And, and then I realise, oh, my line's coming up now <laughs> and I've got to get back into the story. But you could honestly just listen to him all day. Well, working with Nicholas Leprevo was, yeah, a real privilege. I've worked with him as an actor, but I've never directed him before. Ever so slightly daunting because he's such an enormous talent and you think, you know, what can I do to add to his performance? But he was uh, so accepting of any kind of direction. I mean, he brought everything that we needed to the character. It just needed to... I think the only note I gave him was to make things land a little bit more so that it wasn't too thrown away. But, I mean, I only had to slightly nudge it in a direction here and there. He was uh, perfect for the role. I can't think of anyone else who could play it now I've heard it in the cans, especially when he was reading the T.S. Eliot, just that use of vowel and consonant and connection to emotion. He has it in spades. It's good that it's dark. I mean, that's what gives it its strength. I mean, it's uh, that thing about the struggle that he wants the doctor to face up to, that he could become more powerful, that he could seek more power. But in doing so, in stepping across that line, he will lose any value that he has as a human being, you know, uh, or whatever he is. That's very interesting struggle, but I guess to, to, to describe it, it has to have its darknesses. And it, oddly enough, it also has its kind of 
little moments of humour and things like that in it. But no, it's good, it's dark. There has to be something to fight for, doesn't there? On one level, the whole concept of the Time War trashes the original concept of Doctor Who, which at its heart is about relatable companions being whisked off for exciting adventures with a lovable eccentric called the Doctor. And the Time War is like it's the Time War is the bonfire of the classic series, and within the story it was very important to me to show how it has trashed and ruined everything the Doctor loves. He's abandoned his very name and his actions, even when they're successful, cost countless lives. Peladon's been destroyed, uh, the companions he brought to Gallifrey are by this point either dead or utterly compromised. Um, Leela, who desperately he tried to make into something other than a warrior, has become a warrior all over again, and is part of the apparatus that's using him for its own ends. He loses the TARDIS, he even loses his oldest friend, the Master. And when he finally encounters the barber surgeon, he's met with a whole series of ghoulish parodies of people and places that were once dear to him. And in the final episode, he finds himself imprisoned by the Daleks with a young woman who's just known as only the, as the companion, who is a tragic parody of a companion, and he fails to save her. Hi, I'm Paxi Vernon, and I played the Doctor's companion and the Time Lord Navigator. So with the companion, I think that was probably closer to my own voice. Yeah, when I first came in, I think I was maybe playing her a little bit scared, a little bit victim-y. And Louise gave me a really great note, which was to make her a bit more grounded. So I tried to, to do that. And for the Time Lord Navigator, I thought it was implicit in the writing that she was Scottish. So I gave her a Scottish accent. I'm Richie Daish and I played the constable. For me, one thing I'd love to see is what the constable was like before uh, the barber surgeon got his hands on him to see what he was like as a person prior to that but yeah with i mean with the character you know i'm from sunny essex stroke east end so i thought you know that's that's me that's my marker straight in so that's the uh that's the route we went for i think the, the fact that he was slightly unhinged just made it absolutely magical and, and louise said you know i could take it further and uh, yeah, I'm not too sure how much further I could have taken it without sort of <laughs> hanging from the rafters. <laughs> um, but he was an absolute joy to, joy to play. It's turned out brilliantly. I love these scripts. There are so many little, dare I say it, in-jokes for Doctor Who fans. The moment has been prepared for. Is this death? Missing episodes from my life? I love all that stuff. And I love the way, uh, the whole conclusion of it all. But along the way... There are some great adventures. Even on the little references that are peppered through, like Totter's Lane, like uh, the various planets, like Peladon, like Lycurtia, they're not just you know, little fan service things. They, they mean something because it's all part of this universe that's been built up over decades, nearly 60 years getting on now. And these things mean something and all these things have been affected and damaged and wounded by this ongoing time war. Nothing is safe. So the stakes of something that we are familiar with, you know, getting broken, getting hurt, getting lost, you know, it, it means so much more. And that whole journey that's led up to this point is really coming to a head. And for Rob to you know, really draw that out throughout these three episodes, it's, it's a lot to process and it's a, a privilege to play because there's so much texture and so much depth to it. 